St. Joseph, Terror of Demons, pray for us. This is the month of St. Joseph. The month of March is dedicated to him. And uh, we're in the season of Lent right now. My name is Jesse Romero. <clears throat> I am on duty, and we're here to help you love God, save souls, and slay air. Terry, what's other going than, on, buddy? Other than that, just nothing else, buddy. We want to save souls. Yes, slay air. Jesse, this is going to be a great show, brother, because Randall Terry from Operation Rescue, I remember being at missions and being arrested at clinics where Operation Rescue people were there. I'm going to remember a Father Joe Fessio, a young Father Joe Fessio, uh, telling Randall Terry and all the Protestants at the time, he was Protestant, that after we get this thing resolved with the abortion issue, let's get our differences worked out because all of you folks need to come under the ban of the Catholic Church, all you good Protestants who love the Lord. So I'll never forget that. That was, what, 40-some years ago? And here Randall Terry's a Catholic, author of a book that we're going to be talking about, Dragon Slayers. What? Spiritual warfare at its best. So I'm excited about that. But just before we get into that and also the gospel, I just want to have a good-to-know file. You probably saw this in the uh, telegram. It said that evidence is that the lockdowns in the last two years killed people, and the more you lock down, the more you kill people. And this was a leaked what's up message that shows that uh, we have been governed by petty, frightened men who value appearance over substance. Hey, Jess, kind of think what we've been talking about for two years about this whole thing. So people who wouldn't get to their doctors uh, because they were scared, they were told in lockdown, uh, depression, all of this was much worse than the virus. Now, uh, Jesse, I can say that now because it's all coming out. I don't mean to be blunt about it, Jess, but we were right two years ago, and we were taken off YouTube because we didn't go along with the um, program. And you know what, Jess? We're never going to go along with the program because no. we have one thing to go along with, what Jesus Christ teaches about the meaning and purpose of life. That's my good-to-know file. Here's a couple things I want to throw out there. <clears throat> the FBI ignores warning. Yeah. Pregnancy center is attacked again. Yeah. Jim Harden, CEO of the Buffalo, New York Pregnancy Pregnancy Care Center, <clears throat> contacted the FBI in February, telling them he feared yet another pro-abortion attack like the one suffered last the the their center suffered last year. He says the FBI failed to answer him, <clears throat> and on Wednesday, his New York Pregnancy Care Center was attacked again. This fits the definition of domestic terror. Uh, Jim Harden said, the, the CEO, and he said, those in the FBI and DOJ who refuse to treat it as such need to be fired and investigated. Amen. Next, Coast Guard is now paying for abortion travel. Can you believe it? Yep, I heard that. The Coast Guard's gone woke. Yep. <clears throat> A March 1st bulletin obtained by Catholic Vote states that the U.S. Coast Guard will give administrative absence and convalescent leave from duty stations for non-covered reproductive health care, including medical and surgical abortions, as well as assisted reproductive technologies such as egg retrieval, sperm collection, and in vitro processing. Uh, another branch of the service has gone woke. Also, lives are at stake in the Wisconsin Supreme Court election on April 4th. Wisconsin voters must decide between pro-life judge Dan, Dan Kelly and pro-abortion judge Janet Prestanowitz in an election that Democrat Hillary Clinton says will determine the future of abortions for millions. The Wisconsin Supreme Court election stands out as the most important election affecting abortion since the U.S. Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade. And finally, 
House Republicans confront New York District Attorney. The Republican chairman of the U.S. House's Oversight Committee and Administration Committee on Monday sent a letter to Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg, a Democrat, requesting he testify about his reported plans to indict and arrest former President Donald Trump. (laughs) they, They told him, quote, you are reportedly about to engage in an unprecedented abuse of prosecutorial authority, the indictment of a former president of the United States and current declared candidate for that office, close quote, the letter states. Yes, can I throw one more in? Yes, please. NHL team tweets LGBT propaganda during the Pride Night and a goaltender refuses to wear his rainbow journey, a jersey. And guess what, Jesse? He's a Christian man. His mm. name is James Rimmer of the San Jose Sharks. He's the goaltender, okay? Goalie for the hockey team. But you know what? This is why I think it's important for all of us to stand up and say, never worry about who will be offended if you speak the truth. That's what he did. Worry about who will be misled, deceived, and destroyed if you don't. And this is what this goaltender did. James uh, Remner, he, I, thank you very much for standing up for the truth. Terry, I also want to mention that Mexico socialist president, oh, yeah. Lopez Obrador, yep. he's threatening to interfere in American elections. <laughs> <laughs> he's a, he's announced his plans to ensure that not one vote goes to Republicans. And, and why is that, Jesse? I'm just going to ask the question. I, I can tell you why. But why is he so concerned about Republicans having some say? Because he's a socialist, which is an inch away from communist. Yep. And the Democrat Party in, the, in this country, they're also socialists, one yep. inch away from communists. And so the Democrats and uh, President Lopez Obrador... They're bedfellows. They they're they're both socialists. They want a one world government, open borders. You got it. Uh, you know, uh, you know, open immigration, uh, international bank, the Great Reset. They want. They're all for the same thing, Terry. They're all for. They're all for creating the environment for the Antichrist. Oh well, that's going to talk about that later in the show. All right, Jess. Anything else before we? Yeah, get one to- last thing, good, Terry. Good, hit me. The Pope. The Pope. Yeah. Francis minted his own. COVID-19 Vax Coins. Uh, okay, so the, sorry, is this microphone on? We can repeat that again. The Pope did what? The Pope minted his own COVID-19 Vax Coins. That's unbelievable. You, you can pick them up now. You can buy them over in Rome now in the Vatican. Uh, in my opinion, I have not seen a better example of a Pope veering out of his lane Yeah. He should be concerned with confirming the brethren. Salvation of he souls. He should be con- yeah, convert with saving the souls. That's right. And 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 defend the deposit of faith, not minting COVID-19 vax coins for tourists. Well, that's how I see it, but you know what? We pray for that man because uh he needs our prayers because so much. And Jesse, can I throw one more thing in that just hit me? Sure. <laughs> There's a liturgy that the May 4th or May May 5th, the day before Willie Mays' birthday, is going to be approved by the Holy See. It's called a Maya. It's a Mexican uh, liturgy where it's kind of like the Pachamama. And so I really believe this is really just one more stake in the heart of the church compromising when it comes to liturgy. And so I just want to pray that somehow that doesn't get approved because I believe it's adultery. Yes, because of what I've read about what they do at these liturgies has nothing to do with the worship of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I'm sorry. Next. No, it's it's syncretism. It's it's, it's bringing in... The pure yep. with the impure, the clean with the unclean. That's it. The truth with, with and that's called syncretism. Saint Paul denounces that in Second Corinthians chapter six. Yeah, one religion is as good as another. That. That's the definition of syncretism. Yeah, go for Soul it. Food. Yep. 
Hey, Jess, are we are we pumped up? We got the spiritual warfare conference coming up this weekend, folks. I guess we're a little over the top. Hit it, brother. Oh yeah, oh yeah, Terry. And and, and there's a link provided for people that can yeah. sign up. They can watch it from home, correct? Yeah, right on. Right at the same time it's going on, you won't miss a word. And that you know what the good thing about it is, Jess. Not only can they see it, they have access to keep the recordings to share at their parish or at their family. So it's not like you're just going to watch it. We're, you're getting a recording of it also. Well, what a deal. And they go to vmpr.org. They click on the flyer and they, they sign up uh, there for a registration free and you can watch it from home. Yep. You don't have to travel all the way to Southern California. Yep. Yep. Uh, uh, speak, Lord, your servants are listening. Gospel of John chapter 5, verses 1 to 16. Today's gospel. Yep. There was a feast of the Jews and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there in Jerusalem at the sheep gate, a pool called in Hebrew Bethesda with five porticos. And these lay a large number of ill, blind, lame, and crippled. One man was there who had been ill for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had been ill for a long time, he said to him, do you want to be well? The sick man answered, sir, I have no one to put me in the, in the pool when the water is stirred, when the water is stirred up. While I'm on my way, someone else gets down there before me. Jesus said to him, rise, take up your mat and walk. Immediately the man be, be, became well, took up his mat and walked. You just, you just saw a miracle right there. That's it. Now that was a Sabbath. So the Jews said to the man who was cured, it is a Sabbath and it is not lawful for you to carry your mat. He answered them. The man who made me well told me to take up your mat and walk. They asked him, who was the man who told you take it up and walk? The man who was healed did not know who it was, for Jesus had slipped away since there was a crowd there. After this, Jesus found him in the temple area and said to him, Look, you are well. Do not sin anymore, so that nothing worse may happen to you. So, so you see that the sin has consequences. Jesus just told us right there. That's right. The, men went, the man went and told the, Jews, uh, told the Jews that Jesus was the one who had made him well. Therefore, the Jews began to persecute Jesus because he did this on the Sabbath, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. A lot here. Let me just uh, say the Feast of the Jews. This, uh, it's, uh, it's, pr people aren't sure. It's probably the Passover, the Tabernacles, or the Feast of Dedication, one of those three. Uh, this sheep gate that our Lord talks about is an entryway in the northeastern wall of Jerusalem. It's used in bringing sheep to the temple for sacrifices. Then the two pools that are mentioned there, two pools were built in the same area of the city. And one of these pools was called Bethesda and was believed to possess healing properties or healing waters, just like we as Catholics believe as well, Lords and other places. Also, this man who had been uh, protracted with suffering for 38 years, this is the duration of the man's illness. Uh, it's, it's like a generation. And uh, this also recalls Israel's wandering in the wilderness after rebelling from God 40 years in the desert, from Kadesh to the Canaan. It lasted about 38 years. We'll be right back. Absolutely. We're going to be back with Randall Terry, the yep. Divine Correction, and the upcoming documentary, Dragon Slayers, The History of Operation Rescue. Stay with us, family. You're listening to The Terry and Jesse Show on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Hit it, Jess. We're back. Randall Terry will be on any minute. He's just coming back from the hospital uh, right. visiting his mom. Yep. So he'll be he'll be back any minute. But there's a promo video 
that we want to play for you of Randall Allen Terry and Operation Rescue. It's a, it's a short video, but this will introduce you to the great work that this man has been doing as a Protestant and now as a Catholic. He continues doing this great work. Mr. Engineer, can you play the clip? It's called Operation Rescue, and they say that their mission is to stop what they call the murder of innocent babies, no matter what price they have to pay. Now, they're on the way to jail, and if they come back tomorrow, we'll arrest them again tomorrow, and so forth and so on. We're going to maintain law and order. you put somebody in jail in America because they don't want to see babies killed. And frankly, I can't understand that either. Can you tell us how many total arrests were there today? 591. They aren't in Kansas anymore. Today, the anti-abortion group Operation Rescue and pro-choice supporters are drawing battle lines in Buffalo. Nearly 2,000 people have turned out at this church just northeast of Buffalo to pray and to plan, calling on the name of God to bless their efforts to rescue unborn babies. Lord God, tonight as we lift up our hands to you. We as a church and individuals needed to repent of our lack of involvement on trying to stop the killing of innocent children. We are not going down there as the heroes. We are going down there in a spirit of repentance. We are guilty. The blood is on our hands. We're 15 years late. There's no heroes here. We are more guilty than the police when they take us away because the police are not called to be the salt of the earth. We are. Mike, I know that the mayor of Buffalo, as you mentioned last night on Nightly News, practically invited the demonstrators from Operation Rescue. What does it mean to love my neighbor as myself? Well, according to the Good Samaritan, it means that if your neighbor is in danger of death, dying in the ditch, you save him. We're going down to a killing center today. Many of you are placing yourself in a vulnerable position. You might be hurt and this man's severely fractured arm. But if you begin to suffer, you must still do nothing wrong. It's getting arrested too radical. It's obvious it, it can't be too radical in the face of mass murder. You are as safe in jail as you are in the protective hands of God anyplace else. The mercies of God are everlasting and are new every morning, and you see them in jail in a way that you never do any other place. I was arrested over 50 times, uh, in jail over 50 times. The one thing that it has done is to bring this issue a little bit more clearly before the minds of other people. Media coverage is critical to bringing your message 
out to the public, to the masses. Finally, there are Christians by the hundreds who are putting their bodies and their freedom on the line to save innocent children and to create the social tension that was so desperately needed. Operation Rescue is a new and a fresh breath of air. Politicians never see the light until they feel the heat. There was a Monday in America where you could own a slave, and then the following Monday, you could not. And I don't think that many hearts were changed between those two Mondays. What was changed was the law. We're saving children and mothers today. We're doing it in such a way that will provide the political clout to change the laws tomorrow. And we will launch an equal force against state legislatures to ship away at Roe and to ultimately make Southern illegal again. I am convinced Roe will fall and Southern will be driven back to hell where it came from. Friend, as you can see, this is a huge undertaking. We are asking for your financial help. Our goal with this documentary is to capture the history of what happened and to show how the rescue movement went to seed and was a key part of bringing down Roe versus Wade. And we also want to inspire the next generation to take this battle to completion and to make it a crime in all 50 states to kill a baby from conception until birth. Please be as generous as you can and invite your friends to do the same. God bless you. Randall Terry, welcome to the Terry and Jesse <laughs> show, my friend. Here, this, Terry, this is a man that needs no introduction. Oh. His, his, yeah, his bio is, uh, you know, it would take the entire show to read this man's accomplishment. Randall, can you hear us? You're on, my friend. Yeah, I don't Randall, can you guys hear me? I can hear Absolutely. you fine, Randall. Yep. Hey, brother, you, you're doing great work. Randall, I don't know if you remember, but 35... Uh, if you guys can hear me, I can't hear you. I'm not sure what I did wrong. I've got my phone here. I apologize to all of your viewers. It's my fault. It's not their fault. <laughs> <laughs> no, no problem, brother. Hey... I just want to get this. I don't see out. any button that Mr. says Engineers unmute the audio. On. Let me just go yeah. around. Uh, let's see. I'll yeah. bring that computer towards me. Yeah, see, so I'm going to say a few words before Randall gets hooked up. Right, I go right. back to the 1980s, the late 80s, yeah. at the Operation Rescue. I remember meeting Randall Terry, and I said, man, if this guy could only become a Catholic, I mean, he's he's got zeal for the faith. This guy's on yes. fire. I yeah. remember giving him Fulton Sheen cassette tapes and saying, brother, I just want you to hear this. I love what you're doing. I'll never forget one night, Father Joe Fessio was there in 88 or 89 in Orange County. And we were all there with Protestants and Catholics fighting for life. Father Fessio gave a talk and said, you know what, guys, after we get this one worked out, we need to bring our Protestant brothers into the faith so that you have the fullness of the faith. I'll never forget him saying that. And I'll never forget Randall Terry uh, challenging all of us uh, to stand up for life. I was one of those 70,000 people that got arrested, and uh, I'll never regret getting arrested at the clinic there because of the benefit that came from that witnessing to people for life. I said, you know, when I go to my exit interview, when I will, because no one gets out alive, 
I believe that that will come up. And, you know, what you do to the least of my brother, you do unto me. Randall, can we hear you now, brother? Nope, I still can't hear you. All right. Well, I'm just yeah. going to, I hope they can get this worked out. Randall, I, this was when you looked a little different, and I had hair on my head 35 years ago, brother. <laughs> but uh, this was in Cypress, California, back in 88 or 89. So he can tell he can hear he can hear us, but we can't hear him. Yes. Yes. But yeah. Uh, now we could. Now, He's Randall, on. you're on. I heard He's you. on. All right. Excellent. So Randall, Randall, let's let's talk about your 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 production here, because we just saw the clip. Our listeners are already texting me saying, How do I help? And people can donate money to that website. But let's talk about first of all, you know, why did you write the book? Why did you do this uh upcoming documentary and all this? What why what's your motivation here, brother? Well, all of us ultimately will give an account to the Lord. Uh, I have been trying with many failures, but I have been trying to live my life in such a way that I play to an audience of one, the Lord. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I like that. That's good. And, I, and that I try and think, all right, when I give an account to God for my time and my talents, will he say to me, well done, good and faithful servant. Amen. So early in my life, I was really challenged by the Lord to not be afraid to die. Yeah. Because we're fighting against the spirit of death. We're fighting against murder of children. And these people are murderers. They are literally murderers. Yes. And so it was a real issue that I might get assassinated. And I had a lot of death threats and police involved. But... I God gave me some supernatural ability to say, yes, Lord, if you need me to take a bullet in the head for this, I'll do it. Amen. And, and it freed me to say and to do the things that I needed to say and to do. Yeah. And the rescue movement emerged out of that vision that we have a duty to stop the killing of babies. I was following the, the theology of Dr. Dr. Francis Schaefer. Sure. And, fo and following the 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 model of Dr. Martin Luther King, yeah, with hmm. civil rights protests, sure. so it went really well. As you know, you were a part of it. That's a really cool story, by the way. I love it. <laughs> um, so I started. I hired yeah. a professional crew in yeah. 1987. Yes, and they followed us around for several years everywhere we went. Because I knew in my heart that this was going to be a historic movement. And the footage has been stored for literally 35 years. Wow. A heated and air-conditioned room. Wow. I have been, uh, I've probably spent, without exaggeration, $30,000 on storage units that are heated and air-conditioned. <laughs> God so love you. We could keep the newspaper magazines, the arrest records, the yeah. newspapers, the photographs, Good. the videos. And I just been waiting. Yeah. And there's an old saying that the winners write history. Yeah. Amen. So we haven't been winning up until recently. Our first real significant victory was overturning Roe. That's right. And that's when I felt like, okay, now we need to show the truth. Now we have to tell this story of these incredible people, lay people, women, grandmas with rosaries, evangelical preachers, Catholic Man. priests, bishops Amen. being arrested with us. It was so awesome. And now, to be a little bit comical, now the story can be told. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. 
Wow. So well, you- we're going to tell the story. Good. And the book, uh, Divine Correction, yeah. is, the, is also uh, over 40 years of study, probably more than um, any topic in the scriptures. I have studied divine correction. I graduated from a Bible college, uh, and I've been working on this particular book for three years, and I tried really hard. Well, Jesse, Jesse saw it. I, I tried really hard to make it accessible to Catholics and to Protestants, right. which was its own challenge. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Randall, I hear the music. I know you're a convert to the Catholic faith. Um, I can't remember what year you came in, but when we come back, let's talk more about who you're hoping to reach with this message, because it's a powerful message that needs to be heard. And here at Virgin Most Powerful Radio, we want to be a link to helping you get that message out. Stay with us, family. You're listening to The Terry and Jesse Show on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Welcome back to The Terry and Jesse Show. Randall Terry, our good friend for decades, has been fighting for life and the unborn. Jess, why don't you go ahead and get him the next question for us? Yeah, Randall, uh, I, I've heard some of your lectures, and and you are like the best I've ever heard when it talks about God sending correction, judgment on men and nations, and life under the old and new covenant. Your 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 lectures on this are absolutely stellar. Mm. Can you give us a, a brief overview? Because I think this is uh, the, the the reason why you wrote the book and the reason why you've got the documentary Dragon Slayers. I think because you're trying to warn people about God's correction and judgment. Go ahead. The scripture says that which a man sows, he will also reap. But the same is true of nations. Mm -hmm. So what we, what I did in this study is primarily focus on the chastening of God on nations, not on individuals. And it's, it's very important to note that this is not about eternal salvation. The book does not deal with who are who are those that are going to be redeemed and saved in the end and who are those that will be in the lake of fire. The book is not about that. The book is about the law of Moses and the words of Christ where we see that God judges nations specifically on the sins that cry to him for vengeance. So in... Catholic theology, the number one crime, sin, that cries to God for vengeance is the shedding of innocent blood. And the second is the sins of Sodom and Gomorrah. Yep. And America has codified these abominations. Both. Both. Yeah. And put, which puts us at great risk. So I spend a good Mm -hmm. bit of time looking at the nations that were in the promised land before the Jews came. Mm-hmm. And God said, these are people who practice killing of their children, sexual abominations like Sodom and Gomorrah, witchcraft. And God said, because of this, the land will vomit them out. Mm-hmm. And he said to the Jews, please remember, he said to his people, you're not getting this land because you're so good. You're getting this land because they are so bad. And if you ever do the things that they're doing, God said, I'll cast you out. So fast forward to 
the Assyrian destruction of the Northern 10 tribes, and then the Babylonian captivity of the Southern two tribes, the destruction of Jerusalem, the destruction of Solomon's temple. And all that time, Jeremiah and Ezekiel are saying, this is because you are shedding innocent blood. And I, you know, it, it's interesting to me, the patience of God, mm -hmm. and how long he takes you know, when, when Jonah prophesied to Nineveh and then they repented, even though he didn't offer repentance, he, they just repented. It He was mad that God didn't bring judgment. And God said to him, there are 80,000 people there who don't know their right hand from their left. And most scholars think that's a reference to children. 80,000 human beings there who are so young that they don't know their right hand from their left. There was a city of about a million people. And, and God showed them mercy. Then fast forward about 100 years later, Nineveh is destroyed. And then after God used Babylon to punish the Jews, Babylon is destroyed. But we see Solomon himself built the first altar to child sacrifice. Literally, this King Solomon, the writer of Proverbs, the, one, the, the wisest man who ever lived except for Christ, had fallen so deep in sin with his, you know, sexy brides from pagan nations that he built the first altar for child sacrifice. And for 300 years in Jewish history, it got worse and worse and worse. Josiah tried to stop it. He did stop it for a while and then he died and then it came back and God said, that's it. But, but it's amazing to me the long suffering of God, how patient he was, how he called the Jews to repentance over and over, and they just wouldn't repent. So I don't know how long we have as a country. I think that we can see the signs of judgment all around us, economic, violence, fear. There's all these different patterns in the Bible that are being literally fulfilled before our eyes. Incredible weather patterns. You know, the one that hasn't happened is external war. Thank God. But the book is written to, to primarily, I wrote it, frankly, for clergy I, and for guys like you who teach from the scriptures. I, I wanted to give a book that was not dated that doesn't mention Biden and doesn't mention Trump. And it's not a book that in five years, it'll, it won't be of any use. It's a book that five or 20 or 50 or a hundred years from now, anybody from Western Europe or from North America could pick up the book and do a study on divine correction, how God gets nation's attention. So that's why I wrote it. And I hope that it is of value to people. I mean, my encouragement is get the book, read it, and then give it to your priest. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Randall, judgment be begins, St. Peter says that judgment be begins in the household of God. Exactly. Do you touch upon that in the book? Uh, because I, I think the church is under judgment right now, the Catholic church. Oh, yeah. So I, I do too. Uh, in fact, Jesse, you're, you're spot on. I have a fairly lengthy section uh, where Isaiah said that his watchmen which are clergy and prophets, he said his watchmen were like dumb dogs, mute, mute dogs that do not bark. Wow. And 
the, the passage where St. Peter was uh, referring to, judgment begins at the house of God, he's actually quoting from Ezekiel chapter 9. He's referring to Ezekiel 9, where the angel, God said to, to he had a bunch of um, angels. Then he said, go and mark the heads of everyone who sighs and who cries over the abominations that are done in Jerusalem. And then he said to the angels with the axes, he said, now go and kill everyone who does not have the mark on their head, who, go kill everyone. And he said, begin at my temple. Ooh. And, the, and the angels Ooh. began with the elders in the temple. Incredible. That's why Peter said judgment begins in the house of God. He was referencing Ezekiel. Wow. And this, this happened just before the that vision that Ezekiel had happened just before the collapse of Jerusalem and the destruction of the temple. Randall, we want to keep asking you questions, but how can people get the book and how can they get, how can they watch Dragon Slayer? And how can they make a donation to your ministry, brother? Yes. Thank you guys. You're so awesome. The answer to all of the above would be to go to randallterry.com. Mm -hmm. Randall, and most of the stuff that we are making is free. Yeah. We, we do not do this for the money. We do it to change people's lives. Yeah. The Divine Correction book, because it has a publisher, I think there's a price on it. But if people go to randallterry.com, they can watch that um, promo that you guys played earlier. Yeah. And they can go to the Give, Send, Go crowdfunding site. Good. Good. And anybody who gives a contribution of any size, we will send you Divine Correction. In fact, I the, earlier today... I was at the printer. Yeah. Because the printer who got the bid, it's a California publishing company, but they the printer got the bid here in Memphis. So I went over and I'm sitting there looking and my, you know, the stacks of pages. It's gonna be off the press within a week or 10 days. Good. But I'm I'm really excited. And the movie, the documentary, you know, we we've been hauling around this footage. It's an incredible story. And we don't want to just tell the story of what happened. We want to inspire the future. We want to put passion and fire in young people's hearts. So if people can make a contribution of 50 bucks or a thousand or 5,000, we had the, the family yeah. of one of our attorneys in 1988, yeah. a man who was courageous, godly, fought the child killers. Sadly, he had a heart attack oh. in the early nineties, mm -hmm. but his family just donated $5,000 to help with the production of Dragon Slayers. Randall, if I had to describe you, I'm going to describe you as this. You're a man who never worries about who will be offended if you speak the truth. Your point is worry about who will be misled, deceived, and destroyed if you don't speak the truth. I've, I've been saying that about you for decades because you have been a voice of reason when it comes to the unborn and defending the unborn. And I just want to encourage our listeners that here at Virgin Most Powerful Radio, we have full support of what Randall Terry is doing. Uh, we can't say enough about that support. Other pro-life groups we have support of, Priests for Life, of course. We have lots of good groups. But this is a group who's going to tell a story that your grandchildren will watch and hope will turn their uh, persuasion towards pro-life and to defend it. Because, you know, have you looked at Jesse? Have you looked at Randall? Look at me. We're not young anymore. I know. Last time I looked at my birth certificate, I'm in my 60s. So we need to pass this on. And Randall, that's what you're doing, in my, t in my opinion. 
Well, thank you. I'm trying to, and yeah. I, I, I'll be honest with you. I, I, I want to keep living. Please, God, let me live longer. Please yeah, let me sure. inspire people. Yeah. But I don't have the strength in my body that I used to have. Uh, yeah, you tell me about it. Ask Jesse. We're in the yeah. same boat, Johnny. We're going down the same river. Yeah. That's the way yeah. it works, man. Hey, hey, Randall, let me ask you a question. This is important because this, uh, this is key. How, how or what can we do, if anything, to avert God's judgment as you study the scriptures? Randall, so, before, before you answer that question, I have to just say this. We're only a minute out. we got to take a quick break. I'm sorry. If I sound like your sales promotion guy, I am. How can they support you? Because we only have a minute before the break, and then you'll answer that question on the other yeah, side of the break. Yeah. One more time. Website. Go ahead. Randall, RandallTerry.com. Mm-hmm. There's a donate button there. Yeah. R-A-N-D-A-L-L-T-E-R-R-Y. Mm-hmm. They can just donate if they want. They yeah. can order product for a gift of any size. Sure. If they go to... The video site to just donate yeah. to the video. That's givesendgo.com forward slash dragon slayers. It's on that video. Thank you. You guys right. are awesome. I really appreciate oh, it. Oh, no, we're here. You know what? We have one goal save souls, slay air. Yes. Yep. You're listening to the Terry and Jesse show. Randall Terry's with us. When we come back, he's going to answer Jesse's question and a full answer. Stay with us, family. You're on with the Terry and Jesse show on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. We'll be back in a moment, family. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Welcome this is, back. This is the man that needs no introduction, oh, Randall yeah. Terry. You got it. Hit it. Yeah, he's uh he's uh been he's been working the pro-life movement for decades. This guy's uh he's he's one of the giants of the pro-life movement. Randall, in your in the book that you wrote and in the video as well, uh <clears throat> This is the question that everybody has in their mind. What, if anything, can we do to avert God's judgment? Because obviously God does bring judgment upon nations. What can we do on a micro level individually? There are, there's a passage in the book of Jeremiah that says, if I pronounce judgment against the nation, mm-hmm. if I decree disaster and that nation repents of the evil that I am going to judge it for. God said, I will change my mind and I will not judge the nation. But he also says, if I want to bless a nation and then they turn from the goodness and then they go to evil, God says, I'll rescind the goodness and I'll bring punishment. So what can we do as individuals and what can we do as the body of Christ at large? The end of the matter is still the same. And I'm going to, I'll give you the end of the matter and then we'll walk into it. The end of the matter is if America is going to be spared and if the judgment and the chastening of God is going to be mitigated, Mm -hmm. we must make it a crime again, a crime to kill a human being from conception until birth. And we have to restore the legal definition of marriage to one man and one woman at a time. That's it. Amen. That's it. If we don't do those two things, I don't believe studying the scriptures and looking at history, I don't believe there is any way for us to not be chastened because God made clear why. And and, uh, for those of you who are going, oh man, that's so harsh. Uh, What about, you know, love and Jesus? Read Romans chapter one. Read Romans chapter one, beginning at verse 16 and see the progression that St. Paul writes about 
where God judges a nation because they embrace wickedness, sexual perversion, and God hands them over to their corruption. So it gets worse and worse. And he says, they do these things knowing that those who practice them deserve death. So these, these themes that we cover in the book are serious. So how do we get to the end of child killing? And here's where, this is where the repentance for us as individuals gets a little uncomfortable. In, in, if you study American history, uh, American social revolution paradigm shifts like the end of slavery, women voting, the end of child labor, yeah. the end of segregation, the Jim Crow laws, <clears throat> and others, there's a symmetry to how all of these upheavals happen, where literally the entire established order was upended. And there were five elements this is my study of these different movements. Number one, they had radical rhetoric. Number two, they had intense images, pictures. Number three, they had aggressive actions. Number four, they had serious sacrifice. And then finally, they had verifiable victory. Now, verifiable victory means legal victory. No one can own a slave. All women can vote. No children are dying in coal mines. No lunch counter can deny someone service. Segregation, Jim Crow laws, two drinking fountains, it's all gone. All right? So verifiable victory means you totally won. So how do you get to where we really end the killing of children? And it's against the law in all 50 states. How do you get to where it, we restore marriage? Those first four things... Radical rhetoric, intense images, serious sacrifice, aggressive actions. That's where we have to pay the price. That's where we have to bring forth the fruit worthy of repentance. So when's the last time here? Now I'll get really personal yeah. for your guys, gals. When's the last time you said abortion is murder in a room full of people where some of them didn't believe that? Radical rhetoric. Yep. There are people who are afraid to say the truth. Yeah. No. Abortion is murder. When's the last time that you said, hey, I want to show you an image of an aborted baby or her. Go to this website and look at what these victims look like. When's the last time that you had an aggressive action that made someone uncomfortable or that, you know, a protest, something that you did? We, the love of self in the Christian community the idolatry of our reputation yeah. is, is so strong that people, it's basically the whole tolerance and multicultural and diversity movement. They have disemboweled most Christian men and women, especially men, just yeah. cut our guts out, castrated us so that we're afraid to say the truth, to have aggressive actions, to show intense images. What, and and I'm, I'll go sort of on a rabbit trail here. There are a lot of well-meaning pro-life groups and people who speak about pro-life that are actually aiding and abetting the child killers. How's that? Because they won't say that abortion is murder. Yeah, they're they're like they're they, lowering the bar. They pull their punches and they say, well, we just want a place at the table. Hell, I don't want to place at the table with Planned Parenthood. Nope. I want to turn their table into firewood. Yeah. <laughs> so 
we, if you, if somebody had a camera, whether a still photography or a video camera, and they got into Auschwitz or Dachau, one of the concentration camps in Nazi Germany, they got pictures, they got footage, and they escaped. Yeah. They got to England or to Canada or to America where they were safe. And they did not show what the Nazis were doing, did not show the victims. That person would be considered a collaborator. They were actually collaborating with the Nazis by not showing the truth. Right. And so you've got pro-life groups that are saying, don't show pictures of aborted babies. You might hurt someone's feelings. It's distasteful. Or don't say that abortion is murder because it polarizes people. No, that's exactly what you need to show. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what you need to say. And part of our repentance, part of the way that we're going to get to making abortion illegal again is to use these tools of social revolution right. to, to, to win the fight, to, to bring forth the, the fruit that God is looking for. So it's it's one thing for me to say I'm pro-life in the safety and comfort of my church, my parish, my men's group. It's another thing for me to risk ticking someone off, losing my job, alienating a family member, an in-law, et cetera. And that's where the fruit of repentance needs to be for us on a micro level. We're coming and down to the white. But, but Randall, let me just say one yeah. thing, because what you're describing is what St. Pope Felix III said back in 475 A.D. He said not to oppose error is to approve it, not to defend truth is to suppress it, and indeed to neglect to confound evil men when we can do it is no less a sin than to encourage them. You're, you're repeating a... Wow. Did you ever hear that quote, Randall? I did not, but... <laughs> That's really good. I'm going to use it. Well, use it. I'll send it to you, brother. Just wrap it up because I got a little fired up when I was listening to this man. Yeah, Randall, you talk about in chapter nine about the sword, uh, the way that God uses a sword to chastise people. So if you can tell us what the sword is today, also tie in because we got about two, two minutes. Yeah. How much trouble do you think America's in? And then the third thing is, what's your, your opinion? What's the appropriate role of the clergy? So talk to us about how God uses a sword. Yep. How much trouble are we in right now in America and the role of the clergy? Tie those three in. It is. All right. The sword re refers to, in the scriptures, violence, random violence, military violence. Mm -hmm. So we're already seeing the violence of abortion is you, you sow it and then you reap violence. Mm -hmm. So we've got all these random shootings and horrible things happening. Yeah. That's one way that the sword comes. Yep. We're already reaping it. Sure. But the worst in the scripture is a military conflict. The Babylonian captivity, the, the Assyrians destroyed the northern 10 tribes militarily and they were never restored. Wow. At least at least the Jews in the in Jerusalem, Benjamin and Judah, they they were restored. Yeah. But we you know, we're in a we're in a nightmare with Russia. I think that our personally, I think that our country is we're, we're <laughs> Man, if Russia sends one nuke anywhere, I know all bets are off. Yep, right. That's right. Yeah. All right so that's one. Number two. Um, well, the third one was clergy. What was the second one? Uh, the 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 uh, what uh, America? What's uh, are we in bad shape right now? You think? We're, I think oh, we're oh. in. I think that we've crossed a threshold where there's no way that this is going to be turned around on the natural without. Level serious upheaval amen you know and the ways that 
God has at his disposal are throughout the scripture. Let me say it like this. God has more judgment than the federal government has relief. <laughs> God has more disaster than FEMA has relief. <laughs> you. So, and then the third thing, my study of the scriptures and of church history, and, and people can, you know, parse this out a little bit. You had the role of prophet, priest, and king, which Jesus is. But the priest and the prophet role are often the same. Jeremiah was a priest and a prophet. Ezekiel was a priest and a prophet. And <clears throat> as goes the shepherd, so goes the sheep. And when I started Operation Rescue in the early 80s, God showed me in the scriptures that my number one priority was to recruit clergy. Yeah. Because if clergy went to the abortion mill, the sheep would follow. That's right. So it is the job of clergy to condemn evil and to inspire the faithful to stand for the truth. Yes, they have great graces for sacraments, but it doesn't end there. And sadly, most clergy in America, I, there are great illustrations that are not this, like Bishop Strickland and others, but there are many of the clergy actually are are, are tamping down courage. They're saying, oh, oh, you know, don't pick a fight and you need to be tolerant. You need to be loving and you need to use prudence. If I hear the words prudence and charity one more time in a consent, <laughs> I'm going to puke. <laughs> Randall Terry, one more time. Yeah, how can people support your ministry? One more time. RandallTerry.com. Yeah. And there is a phone number there if you want. If somebody doesn't want to fool around, you can yeah. call an 800 number there. Order my stuff. Yeah, We want to support the movement. We want Man. you to be blessed. And we need financial help for those of you who yeah. want us to keep going in battle. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Randall Terry. Jesse, what state should we be living in, brother? Let's live in a state of sanctifying grace. Don't live in a state of mortal sin. Let become holy or die trying. And flee, as St. Peter says, flee this corrupt generation. Terry. Yeah, see, also Our Lady of Fatima said souls are going to hell because no one's there to pray and make sacrifices. Hey, that means you, mom, grandma, everyone can offer their life, their sacrifices during the day for the salvation of souls and unite it with the sufferings of Christ. Wow, what a great thought Our Lady of Fatima said so you can participate in saving your son, your daughter by offering your prayers to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. May God richly bless you and your family. Full sheen ahead here at Virgin of Power Parade.